He just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. All right, thank you for joining me, YouTube. You know, it's a little bit uh, funny tonight. We are joined uh, not by TikTok, unfortunately. Uh, usually, I'm used to getting warmed up with TikTok while I'm waiting for the YouTube to kick on and set up my YouTube live session. I usually get rolling with TikTok here, but I am without TikTok tonight for this Friday night session. Uh, huge shout out to the TikTok family. A lot of people found me through TikTok. I'm always forever grateful for TikTok and what that platform did for me, but it's uh, pretty unbelievable what they've been doing over there. You guys already know the deal. I don't have to explain it really much further, but it's how you know we're over the target and it's how you know <clears throat> uh, the snowflakes can't handle the truth. It's just mass reporting. The algorithms hit you. Okay, you got enough mass reports. You got enough people, enough snowflakes you've triggered. And they take you down. It's a very simple program over there, but we do love TikTok. Unfortunately, no TikTok with us tonight. This is why we have the Rumble session as well uh, that we do every so often. I've switched on over to YouTube for these Friday night sessions. But if you haven't already, made sure that you follow us on Rumble as well so you can catch us on that platform. If uh, we have to go on over there for the unfiltered sensors, which are necessary every so often, in my last live stream, I got a little fired up. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. We're talking about the Ethereum merge. We talk about everything in every single episode, current events, economic data, define it as a recession, define it as whatever you want. And then we get into our crypto news and we're not afraid. We don't hold back. And sometimes we press it too hard and TikTok gets offended and that's fine. YouTube gets offended, you know? And I always just say to the fact checkers here that I'm just reporting the news. It's up to you guys. I'm not giving financial advice. I'm not... Uh, saying that what's being reported out of Russia-Ukraine situation is easy to verify. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always putting these caveats on all of these theories. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Ripple and Amazon partnering up to build the digital euro. Not a big deal, whatever. It's just the digital euro, the CBDC of the euro, right? The European nations that have allied together here to uh, not only uh, have the same currency, but militarily. And then we see the rest of the world, as this situation unfolds, these countries, the euro, they have to move faster than the United States, which has had the reserve currency status. It has been chilling. We here in America, as I like to say, are still at the barbecue. We got beers on ice. We got good drinks. Uh, someone's flipping burgers on the grill. And we're getting fat and happy, continuing that program that got us here. After decades of corruption in the cabal, uh, making sure that they have paid off all of these politicians that have sold us out, including Gary Gensler's show yesterday that I have finally gotten a chance to go back and watch and listen to. And it was um, truly unbelievable. No surprises, obviously. Gary, good guy Gary from Goldman Sachs, not a lawyer running the SEC, uh, the legal you know, authority on securities law. And he's not even a lawyer. Uh, just the Goldman Sachs Wall Street boy. We already know the deal. Most staged lawsuit in the history of the SEC. But we're going to wrap this whole show up tonight for you guys. It's going to be a big one, jam-packed full of news. It's been a little bit uh, 
what has it been a couple days since we've been on the live session so we're going to get this one rolling i do appreciate everyone for joining me tonight tomorrow morning i'm going to be dropping my shmita cycle deep dive <clears throat> which is why i haven't been on as much this week actually i've been working on putting together compiling all of this alignment uh, this complete theory of all of the cycles emerging and there's one sim si very simple story here to unfold and that is uh not a pretty one let's just leave it at that and let's get straight on into the update thank you so much for joining me make sure you guys smash that thumbs up so we can help people find this live session maybe the tiktok folks made it over i made a tiktok tonight saying hey come on over to the youtube but i already know that video will get like no views and then uh, make a Trump video get a million views. You know, TikTok just plays these games. It's so funny. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, we don't care about fact checkers. We don't care about any of these people that do get offended. We don't care about the haters. Uh, we just continue to press for, forward, double down, just close my Bitcoin short profit. Good. That's awesome. You know, how's your program working out? Business is doing record amounts community continues to grow and we continue to change lives every single day so how's your program working out is the question we continue to ask the haters the snowflakes and those that can't handle the program those that can't handle the truth those that don't want to get tapped in and be accountable for their actions and where their life is headed during these times you can choose to participate in this recession or you can choose to participate in the greatest transfer of wealth in world history the choice is yours let's get straight on into it thank you mr lucky for the super chat thank you so much yep thoughts on september 24th we'll get into it we'll get into the dates at the end of this at the time of this recording we are 8 38 nearly 9 p.m midnight on the east coast but 9 p.m here on the west coast Twenty thousand one hundred for your bitcoin 1582 for your ethereum and our xrp is still hanging out with the masons at 33 cents what do you think about that okay let's get straight on into it Gold Telegraph reporting the Canadian Central Bank is losing money for the first time ever on rising rates and anticipates losses for the next three years. Another one. Another central bank taking record losses. Truly incredible. Let's see this tweet here from Lynn Alden. A number of people have robbed banks in Lebanon recently to get their money back. So this is being reported out of CNBC Middle East. Banks in Lebanon will close next week after a series of heists as armed depositors attempt to withdraw their own money. This is how critical the situation is getting out across the world. As I said, these other countries, it's not woke, we're playing around, this is kind of cute political debate talk. It's freaking end of the world. Bank runs, food riots, crises in the streets, crises can't feed the home, can't keep the lights on. Even in Europe, you're seeing it unfold, even in California. It's starting to spread into America. We're starting to see that the party's about to be over. Oh, you know, everyone wants to still believe in a soft landing and call it what you want. Is it a recession? Oh, maybe not. You know, Joe's touting that recession, uh, that the inflation's not getting worse, even though we went from what eight eight above eight point five down to eight point three percent. Expectations were eight point one. But we know that the real inflation is much more than that, at least double. And you guys are going to see this situation continue to get worse. But as I say, it's we're getting fat and happy still in America. Really good. We're enjoying that. Bank runs, armed heists, freaking GTA, purge. What do you want to call it? Which video game? What movie do you want to pull from? It's the only reason why I watch the Hollywood elite movies is just to get the predictive programming of what's about to unfold okay 
banks getting robbed in in Lebanon. Truly incredible. And we've seen the inflation running rampant out there. Now, let's move on over to Argentina, Wall Street Silver. Wow, imagine having 75% interest rates. Argentina has hiked the interest rates to 75% as inflation nears 100%. Now, I always say here in America, let's round up to 20% inflation. Let's not waste our time. Anything that matters, anything that's important, anything of quality or value that we need in our everyday lives is up 20%. Across the board, 20 to 50%. And how about the energy crisis? 100% plus. Truly incredible. Now, this is how you fight inflation, which you know our central bank. Uh, it looks like they are going to continue the rate hikes. Are we ever going to achieve levels like this? I think we'll have a currency crisis much longer before we get to these levels. 75% interest rates in Argentina with inflation nearing 100%. America, 20% inflation. Let's round up. Let's not play around. And we're going to con continue to see it get worse, in my opinion. We have seen them calm it down. We talked about how they manipulate the CPI data leading into this election cycle, which is why they're doing that. This is the games that they're playing with this administration, with Gary Gensler, with the rest, the Treasury Department, Janet, no telling Yellen, playing political games. The way that they do the statistics to get this data is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, uh, Peter Schiff here says, for nearly 14 years, the Fed supported the U.S. economy on a foundation of cheap money. This created malinvestment, misallocation of resources, asset bubbles, and excessive debt and consumption. As this foundation crumbles, a financial crisis and severe recession are inevitable. I don't know why anyone's getting surprised that inflation's still running 8.3%. You know, that we still are in a crisis and that we're going to get worse. And that, no, we haven't bottomed. Bringing it back to everyone who's trying to hype this. These are the cryptos that I'm buying for this uh, next bull run. Everyone's getting excited about a bull run, but without understanding that we can go through a 12 to 18 month period of recession. Recession started at the beginning of this year. So that could take us into the beginning of 2023 easily. So yes, although we're very bullish on this channel, we get hyped every single episode, 100% bullish. Macro picture is beautiful. The light at the end of the tunnel is the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. And may God be with us as we partake in this opportunity that is so freaking incredible. I get so excited just thinking about what we have here before us. I think about the people that are sleeping. No chance. Good luck. God bless. We continue pressing forward and thank you for tapping into this community. Understanding what is coming right ahead of us. Next three to six months. The storm is still here. Robert Kiyosaki, savers are losers. 25 years ago in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I stated savers are losers. Today, U.S. debt in hundreds of trillions. Real inflation is 16%, not 7%. Fed raised interest rates will destroy U.S. economy. Savers will be biggest losers. Invest in real money, gold, silver, and Bitcoin. How about that, Robert? Uh, we, need to, we need to get you caught up to speed, brother. Why are you not talking about XRP? Why are you confused about Bitcoin being real money? Now, yes, many things can be money, right? Seashells, rocks, whatever you want to trade, chickens. Anything can be traded, right, as a quote-unquote uh, currency or money. But Bitcoin has no utility, Robert. Unlike gold and silver, unlike your real estate that you own. We know that you understand this, brother. Let's get you on board with XRP. 
Uh, it's like Peter Schiff. He talks about how we're going to have CBDCs, how we need interoperability, how we need real utility. Bitcoin's not it. And we all understand that. I think that Robert, I don't know if he's just playing around. And, you know, honestly, with Robert and, and with many of these guys, they have so much to allocate and invest that, uh, you know, they got a lot of help. They got a lot of people looking into this for them. So I believe behind the scenes, I'm sure he has bags of many altcoins, but it's always been this Bitcoin represents all of crypto. As we're about to go through the crypto update tonight, you're going to see all of these people that are supposed to be representing us, Digital Chamber of Commerce, uh, Puriana, Boring, right? She's supposed to be representing the whole space. I'm going to play a clip of her talking, and they just filed their brief in the XRP Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, and they didn't even take a position completely wasting our time but robert's been over the target for years as far as the macro picture savers are losers through inflation our wealth is getting wiped out it's a invisible hidden tax on the american people and if you don't own assets then your net worth doesn't balance it out those that have had assets over the last couple decades have been partaking in the forever pump and it's been good maybe your net worth is in the millions are you going to be able to hold on to those M's in the bank account through this recession, depression, whatever you want to call it, however bad it gets? Is it going to work out? The program that you've enacted over the last two decades, is it going to carry you through? Is it going to have you taking the most opportunities, the best advantages during this transfer of wealth before us? And maybe you won't even get to participate in that. Are you even going to be able to maintain the net worth that you've built? Whether that's, you know, a few million, you got a little bit of real estate, 401k, stocks did good. Everything was pumping forever. It was really nice. Thank you to the Fed, Jerome Powell, Ben Bernanke. Thank you so much for pumping our assets. Uh, uh, most people, right? Robert Kiyosaki always taught us that your house is not an asset. Your house is a liability. Unless the property is paying you cash flow, it's not an asset. Very simple understanding going back to Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, 101. Wealth building, understanding how to actually do it. Now, Robert, brother, Bitcoin, it's cute, man. But let's get you tapped in, which I'm sure he is on the back end. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like Robert's not very smart, surrounds himself with the best people, and 100% probably owns XRP. As we're going to get into the deals, potentially with Amazon, with some of these other folks, they're very secretive about the moves that they're making, especially when it comes to this emerging technology. Something interesting to watch unfold here. Now, companies declared insolvent in England and Wales jumped by 42% in August compared to last year, according to government data. Right now, if you're self-employed or you have your own business, how are you going to keep your business afloat? How are you going to stay alive? Are you going to be able to continue to grow like you have been over the last couple decades. See, I started my business in 2015. So I've been doing it here for a while, right? Uh, just wrapping up our seventh season, basically uh, gonna be going into our eighth year. And that's great. Most businesses don't make it five years, but we not only survived this long, we prepared for this opportunity. This moment in time that we're now living through, we set up the business for this exact moment. Very little debt and a, and a ton of cash flow that we get to determine which way we want to allocate. Cryptocurrency, real estate, equipment, you name it, buying out competition, 
buying business. You, you know, basically, I told you guys, the businesses are getting handed over during this time. 42% insolvency in England and Wales is the data point that I just read off. That's an increase uh, from last year, year to year. 42% increase. Okay? And this is just getting started. We haven't even hit winter yet. Now, let's get into our crypto update here, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Huge shout out to Charles Hoskinson. We love Charles. Don't own any ADA, personally, I don't. But I do like Charles and I do respect him a lot. Let's talk about this Ethereum merge. And huge shout out to everyone here joining us tonight. I just want to say cheers to everyone in this community that's participating in this fun ride that we've been on, man. It's been a truly, truly incredible moment here to watch all of this unfold, the Ethereum merge. And we've been so over the target, so over the target. And we have so much work to do, completely locked in. Thank you for joining me on a Friday night session, nearly 9 p.m. on the West Coast, midnight on the East Coast, you know, wherever you're tuning in worldwide, we got viewers all over the place. I appreciate you guys spending the time with me. Thank you so much. Okay, let's take a look at this Ethereum merge. Charles says ETH 2.0 requires Shanghai, which is next year minimum by their own release schedule. It is interesting to me that they would call the update Shanghai. Remember, Ethereum mining used to be centralized in China, just like Bitcoin, when it was proof of work. Now it's upgraded to proof of stake. And as we're seeing, this was a complete flop, an absolute complete flop. And Charles says that their, their next update isn't going to be until next year minimum. My prediction is still on target. You do understand that nothing has changed in terms of performance, operating cost, nor liquidity. So let's take a look here. Mason versus Lewis, two addresses control 46% of all Ethereum proof of stake nodes for processing transactions post mer merge. Now this was shared yesterday, the, basically right after the merge took place. I don't know if this has changed, okay? But basically right after this, you can go verify this on Etherscan. And what we have here is two addresses controlling nearly half the network. Now remember, we were talking about this all of last year with Bitcoin and Ethereum. I said, guys, the whole damn thing centralized in China. Now, obviously, that didn't go very well with TikTok, <laughs> as, as we are here tonight streaming just on YouTube and Twitch, and uh, we don't have TikTok with us because we got in trouble over there with the snowflakes. When I said that on TikTok, obviously, those videos did not do very well, talking about uh, the largest four Bitcoin miners were in China, a lot of them using uh, coal energy to run their plants and hydroelectric dams that were doomed to failure. And then also controlling Ethereum. Same thing is taking place even post-update. What did we accomplish? I, I, I don't understand why we waited two, three years for this update. We're still only 50% done, if that. Mike Alfred, every single person I've spoken with in the last 24 hours is trying to dump their ETH position at any price. Nobody wants to participate in a system controlled by wealthy devs who can change the rules at the drop of a hat. The selling is relentless bloodbath. Absolutely. People are starting to understand that this was a complete flop, that this has not changed or made Ethereum better really in any way. In fact, uh, you know, I would argue that it almost makes it more centralized. The biggest, the, the, the biggest stake, excuse me, the biggest stakeholders control the network. Very simple. You have a few addresses, few wallets that control nearly half the network. 
right? And, and so this thing can get taken over at any time. And it is not decentralized in any way. Now, this is just unbelievable to me. Chamber of Digital Commerce submitted their amicus brief for the SEC versus Ripple case. Clip is Perian DC on Twitter. That's Perian Boring, okay? She's the founder of the Digital Chamber of Commerce, supposed to be representing everyone, but of course, we know how this goes. Take a look at this. No position taken despite arguing oranges are the same as XRP and not a security. So why wouldn't they take a position then? Crypto Eddie asking the appropriate question. What are we doing? We're not taking a position? Now, quick side point. This is what's wrong with everything. Is that people are so damn afraid to take even a position. Then you're just wasting our time. Get out of the way. What are you doing? Oh, you came in to be a friend of the court and look cute. But you don't even take a position. Which it's a very clear case. It's a very clear. And yes. And, and then she is saying in this clip here. I'm not going to play the whole thing because this is just unbelievable. In DC. I'm in our office now, which is um, downtown in DC. Um, and Wednesday morning, we submitted our amicus brief in the case involving Ripple and the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Um, this case has been really long and drawn out, and it's almost two years in the making at this point. Um, we still think we have many, many months before there'll um, likely be a resolution, but it's obviously something that we are following um, very closely. First, our brief was submitted truly as a friend of the court. Um, we did not take a position on behalf of Ripple or the SEC. Our brief okay, that's where you get cut off, Perianne. I'm sorry, but that's, that's where you get cut off is at that point. We can't be doing this anymore. With all due respect, we cannot be doing this anymore, please. Can we get something done? We need to take a position. We need to hold people accountable. This is not only America, this is the whole world humanity at stake here. This is an emerging, emerging technology and we need to figure it out. And we need a level playing field. And, and may the best participants, may the best developers, may the best project win. All we want is a level playing field. But we, we do not have time for that not taking a position no time for that <laughs> folks it is unbelievable the joke of a hearing that we had last yesterday with sec chairman gary, gary gensler and these politicians i was listening to them talk half the time they're talking about environmental esg standards which some of them were criticizing it and saying that gary gensler should hold back on them and that you know how is a farmer in rural America who's feeding this country going to comply with all of these regulations. And I think that it, we did see some good pushback, okay? But we need to see something done. Here on this channel, I don't, this is where we don't play around. We don't get cute on this channel. We demand answers. We, we, we want to have an adult conversation. It's very simple. We don't want to play around. We got to get deals done. We have technology that works. We've invested in it. I'm not developing on XRP. I'm not using XRP in my business yet. Maybe someday I will. But the point is, is that we've participated in this whole crypto space without any clarity from the SEC as he, you know, Gary Gensler just dances around here. Oh, you know, making all these jokes. It, it was just a mockery to the American people and, and, and to 
the peasant class that Gary deems himself so worthy of being able to protect us, right? Gary Ginsler's life mission here is just protecting us. And he talks about his father's business of, uh, you know, 30 employees was a small business and that, uh, you know, basically he comes from a small uprising, small bringing, yeah, 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 whatever, Gary. Basically, guys, this is a complete mockery of the American people. And when I touch on the politics, it's here to hold these guys accountable. It's, it's very simple. Pirian doing the dance, reading off her notes, her teleprompter, whatever that speech was. And then we have Gary Gensler doing this dance. I could barely listen to the two-hour session. I was listening to it while I'm working here, banging out a landscape job, and it's just like unbelievable. These, these politicians spending half the time on the climate standards and spending half the time praising Gary Gensler for doing such a good job, uh, clawing back at Wall Street. All the, all the SEC and these three-letter agencies done is hold back the American people, hold back the entrepreneurs in this country from actually you know getting this thriving capital market rolling in cryptocurrency and in just the rest of the business landscape. The red tape over the American people is what's holding back this economy along with the policies of the Federal Reserve and the destruction of the value of our currency. It's very simple. Now, moving forward, let's get right on into it. Tom Emmer, in the wrong hands, retail CBDCs can be twisted into a surveillance tool. The administration must embrace the benefits of open permissionless and private digital assets rather than place prominence on central bank digital currencies, the benefits of which remain uh, uh, confounding. Okay. Yeah, we understand that. But nonetheless, the point that we've always made on this channel is that these people are walking into their own demise willingly. Half the population zombie-like mentality going right into their own demise, adopting all of this technology, all of this tracking, all of this biometrics. The next step is the chip in the palm, in the head, neural link. It's all here, right? And they will take it. So... I'm not holding my breath on them not rolling out a CBDC, not increasing the surveillance of the peasant class. Tom Emmer making good statements, telling us a good story, but we got to get something done. Digital asset investor reporting that PolySign just sold out of link, uh, on Link2 in 60 seconds. I, I have no sponsorship with Link2. But PolySign, we've been talking about PolySign behind the scenes, institutional grade custody. Apparently, I didn't even know that you could get linked to on PolySign. Mr. Intuitive, uh, Mr. Intuitive here says, Dear Joel Katz, since PolySign is now on link to, can we start discussing it more? Can it be that secretive? Can it still be that secretive? I'm sure investors have questions. Love all of us. P.S. Digital asset investor wants to stop whispering. Yeah, so we know DAI, he's always whispering when he talks about PolySign because it's one of the biggest secrets in the cryptocurrency space, right? We're not supposed to talk about PolySign. The NDAs are all there. And it's not only with PolySign, it's with Ripple as well. That's why we've been trying to decode this whole new financial system by getting the slivers, the documents, the white papers, whatever sources we can get and scrape out of these people, uh, you know, seeing who's meeting with who, what meetings are taking place. We're going to get into it at the end of this show. XRP once again going on its own uh, here today, which is always interesting to see. I put out a tweet. I said, XRP pumping on its own again. Be prepared for the exchanges to shut down. And 
folks, if you've never, if you're new here and you don't understand what I'm talking about, it's these exchanges have shut down multiple times when XRP goes on and starts pumping by itself. So you guys need to be ready for that. Do I get excited about XRP pumping 8% uh, on the daily to 35 cents? No. As I reported, we're already back down to 33 cents. It was very short-lived. Um, but nonetheless, we get excited about the partnerships and the deals that we're going to talk about at the end of this show. New White House report on crypto was released today. Department of Justice helped in on it as well as a few other government agencies. And uh, they say here, Brian Deese uh, says, without proper oversight, cryptocurrencies risk harming everyday Americans, financial stability, and our national security. So he gives us support for central bank digital currency in this White House report. And then we also have the Department of Energy EPA could track environmental impact of crypto, just like they spent the whole half of this uh, Gary Gensler testimony talking about ESG environmental standards. Same thing going on here in this White House report, along with asking uh, Congress to amend the banking services agreements and the anti-money laundering agreements basically those rules and regulations as well which uh quick side point remember ripple already settled up with fincen which is in charge of enforcing these bsa and aml rules um and i might have mixed up the words on that banking services agreements is basically the banking laws and then the anti-money laundering laws making sure that you you know obviously have kyc know your customer know who you're dealing with which remember uh ripple xrp they're working with and they're working with all of these rules after they settled up with FinCEN in 2015, they've been working uh, within those rules, within the regulators that matter, besides the SEC. In today's Senate Banking Committee hearings, Chair Gensler misstated the Supreme Court test to determine what is and isn't a security. Was it intentional or does he really not know the law, which is worse? This is from Stuart Alderati, Chief General Counsel of Ripple. And he's talking about Gensler stating that there's some sort of Supreme Court test to determine what is and isn't a security. Um, now, if, like we understand here that this is intentional. This is Gary Gensler just dancing around and like I said, making a mockery of the American people. Now, Library says, yesterday Gary Gensler testified the SEC would need another 10 years before they could release public rules on blockchain. Make no mistake, Gary Gensler is out to destroy cryptocurrency in the United States. He's good guy Gary, right? Good guy Gary. So. The key takeaway that I had listening to this is he said that every single uh, ICO that he's seen is a security. So, you know, I will not be surprised when it comes out later down the road that Algorand's ICO was fine, though, because obviously the CEO of Algorand best best buds with Gary Gensler from MIT. But we do expect 99% of cryptos and basically nearly 100% of the ICOs uh, for the SEC to go after them in one way or another. Or maybe, you know, they'll have some sort of safe harbor passage like they should have where they allow all of these companies to come into compliance. But many of these companies, they raised funds to build out the projects, common enterprise, they do meet the Howey test. And this is why Gary Gensler is so comfortable up there doing his dance and saying that we do have jurisdiction over 99% of crypto. Guys, this is the crypto purge. This is why Brad Garlinghouse says 99% of crypto goes away. This is not a game. Why do you think that we didn't take any money for pumping any of this shit over the last year? No, I didn't take any sponsorship deals because I didn't want to get tied into these. I don't know what they are. 
And some of them, I don't trust these stories that these founders are telling me that anonymous devs that run away with all of this money after all of these, how many pump and dumps have been uh, pumped, not only in the crypto space, but look at these XRP community ones. Now, remember, I don't, I don't spend time calling out anybody on this channel anymore. I let the community do, do the justice, hold everyone count, accountable. I don't spend time calling out any other influencers that are shilling you, pumping and dumping you. But there's been some recent ones in the XRP community, hasn't there? I just heard about that last week and I was like, okay, yeah, not surprised. Once again, cryptocurrency space, you guys are going to see the scammers come out of the woodworks again next bull run. They're already still working uh, every single day, even during a bear market. You're going to see it under my channel, WhatsApp scammers, fake YouTube videos. Guys, don't play around with anyone. Don't, you know, you got to protect your cryptocurrency. You got to protect your money. Everyone that's been promising you a return has been lying to you. From Celsius to Three Arrows Capital, the hedge funds on Wall Street, even the central bankers are taking losses, just like we covered at the beginning of this live show. Central banks reporting record losses. Now the Bank of Canada has joined the party. Now, Gary Gensler saying that we're going to need another 10 years before they could release public rules on blockchain. This is unbelievable. This should have been released years ago. Uh, but it's all done by design here to hold back this space. Now, digital asset investor talking about Gary Gensler going after the new staking model that could draw SEC attention. He's saying, now that I've had time to sleep on this one, I'll believe it when I see it. File the suit, Gary Gensler. Tie Ethereum up for over two years like you have with Ripple. Don't just tease it in some, new, uh, some narrow way. The Ethereum founders have done far worse than staking, and you know it. Face saving. I've always said and speculated that Gary Gensler is going to give them a, some sort of slap on the wrist fine. He has to because it was the most obvious unregistered securities offering in the crypto space by far. And they now rolling out ETH 2.0, which we see doesn't fix anything. And does it make it even more centralized? We're still confirming all the data, but it looks like nearly just two or three wallets are going to control well over 50% of the network. Still. Now, it was four large mining, four large mining pools controlled Bitcoin last year, and it was six large mining pools controlled Ethereum last year. That was the numbers. And Gary Gensler himself in his testimony said, even networks that have that are, that are being ran on thousands of computers that are quote unquote decentralized because they're being ran on thousands of computers could still be a security because you're relying on that common enterprise of somebody else's work. Bitcoin and Ethereum meet that definition, even proof of work, and they meet it once again with proof of stake. So for me, these are going to be security tokens. And I think that Gary's going to settle up with them at the end of this. Good guy, Gary, going to cut a deal. It's going to be awesome, right? Ethereum will, will pay a little fine. Vitalik, Joseph Lubin, will pay a little slap on the wrist fine. Come together, have a drink, have a toast. Congratulations, right? But for me, the program just still doesn't even work out. Even though they were completely corrupt with the Ethereum free pass, the blockchain is still a piece of crap. It just sucks. It's expensive. It doesn't work. It's not decentralized. So all of this weight and you still haven't accomplished anything. 
We will not be holding our breath though on anything hold, you know, but at the end of the day, we know what hand we hold. We know what we have with XRP with Ripple, what case we have, right? And so we're 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 fine. We're fine. All these other cryptos though are in big big trouble. We've talked about the crypto purge. We talked we talked about how these cryptocurrencies were not decentralized, Bitcoin and Ethereum. But then we talked about the crypto purge about how the rest of the space is going to get wrecked. Obviously, the pudgy penguins didn't have utility. Obviously, 99% of these cryptos don't have utility. Now, uh, okay, we already went through, covered this clip here from Perry and Boring talking about how they're not taking a side in the Ripple versus SEC case. Makes me want to throw up, just like the Gary Gensler testimony, completely unbelievable. Now, Charles Gasparino and Eleanor Terrett are reporting that the SEC is staffing up in anticipation of heavy amount of congressional oversight if GOP takes the House in the in the midterms this election. To me, that's just proof. Um, it's like when I say that Donald Trump's going to become president again. It's it's we are going to have a massive red wave this November. That's I think just baked the, the, the that's that's done deal. It really looks like uh, you know the people now understand who's blown this over the last couple years, and I think that they're going to vote. The economy is the number one thing that's going to push the American people. And I think that the SEC right here is showing that they're already preparing for that to take place. That's not to say yay, nay, Republicans good, Donald Trump good, bad. It's just to understand the tides are turning and the shift that's going to be taking place. Not holding our breath, though, on any of these politicians actually holding the Congress accountable. But nonetheless, I think that... uh, the Republicans, at least they're not lying to your face like these Democrats. For me, when I look at this situation, it's not like I trust the Republicans, like I get thrilled when I listen to Mitch McConnell. He's an absolute joke. I, I think that it's just as despicable Mitch McConnell as it is Elizabeth Warren, Gary Gensler, and all these other actors that don't get anything done and do this dance and have completely sold us out. Both sides of the aisle make me sick. But nonetheless, we're going to watch this unfold in the financial world. It doesn't matter political. The, the, the money doesn't care about being woke, right? These, the money that's behind these deals doesn't care about the, the front-facing political correctness. Justin, European Central Bank selects Amazon to develop its digital euro payments. Okay, so we have the European Central Bank selecting Amazon to help out with the digital euro. Now, I was, I couldn't even quite remember. I had to, you know, go back and pull this up. And I was wondering, you know, I was like, yes, of course, Ripple's working with the Digital Euro Association. They're working on the Digital Pound Foundation. They're also working on the digital dollar here in the United States. They're working with everyone that matters. But of course, here, they're right at the very top of their supporting members for the Digital Euro Association. So as you guys can see here, we have European Central Bank selecting Amazon to work with them. We also have the Digital Euro Association picking Ripple to work with them. And then if we go here, we check this out. Kendra Hill claimed a Ripple and Amazon partnership before Ashish Birla's famous cough, which I'm, uh, I'm guessing that must have been some clip of Ashish uh, talking about Amazon working with Ripple. But anyways, back in, uh, what was this, 2015? Um, or was this 27, 20, 20? Oh, no, it was late 2018 that she predicted this. 
Kendra Hill claimed Ripple and Amazon partnership. According to her, a 2015 deal gave Amazon a stake in 5 billion XRP. So we've talked about this a few times. You guys already know this deal. The speculation, the theory, the conspiracy theory, whatever you want to call it, is that Amazon, this apparently is from another insider, a missing account that we had on Twitter. So put whatever value on it. If you don't want to respect this, I don't care. I'm going to be sharing it. And it's nonetheless been interesting to see all of these dots all of these stories, all of the speculation that we've been able to tie together. A 2015 deal with Amazon gave uh, a stake of 5 billion XRP to them. This partnership was to be announced in March 2019. In late 2018, she predicted the XRP would rise to $50 in 24 hours. When asked about this by one of her readers, though, she felt it wouldn't happen until 2018 under a post prediction and early 2019 crypto bull run. So remember, Many people speculated that the new financial system, all of these deals were supposed to be done in 2019. Uh, many things switched during the Trump administration. He had really changed many things uh, across the board with, with basically every aspect of currency in our financial world. But uh, much of that got pushed back when we lost the election of 2020. A partnership years in the making. So let's go through this. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this before, I'll read this once again. For, for many of you in the XRP community, you've already heard this story before, but I'm going to read it out nonetheless from Kendra Hill. Claiming this Ripple versus Amazon partnership. A partnership years in the making. In a deal which was negotiated in 2015, Amazon holds stake in 5 billion XRP. Currently, that XRP is in a locked account until the partnership is made public. How many NDAs have been signed? How many deals have been done where your XRP is also locked in an escrow account? Maybe any deal that's been done with the Federal Reserve or our Treasury Department is also locked in an escrow account that's waiting to be released post-SEC settlement, post-clarity. All speculation. Let's continue on here. Why has this been kept secret? Uh, why has this been kept secret? Let me first respond to this by asking you a question. Why does the price of XRP not move when new partnerships are announced? The answer to my question is that XRP has no use cases currently. This will soon change. When it does, the price will rise quickly. They are very selective when announcing new partnerships publicly. So to answer your question, it is in the best interest of everyone involved to keep the price as low as possible, allowing major investors to buy in early while also pushing away investors from the lower class. When the Amazon partnership is announced, the world will be talking about XRP. Millions of people will buy XRP on that day, so this partnership is being saved for a later date. Never look at Ripple for what it is today. Always assume they are multiple steps ahead at any given time. There are very intelligent people coordinating our world, and nothing is made public before it is meant to be. While you have me releasing information that is in my possession, however, no one will be listening to me at this point in time. In the future, my blog post will be discovered, then you will listen to what I have to say next. Why would Amazon care to partner with Ripple in 2015? Ripple, XRP, and Codius, most advanced smart, smart contracts platform known to man, Codius when combined, provide a level of value that cannot be matched by anyone. Ripple is not Ripple by chance. This was all planned. Forget about Amazon for a moment. Ripple has ties to the Federal Reserve and beyond. When XRP is combined with Codius, you have the ultimate payment processing solution integrated into smart contracts, which offer a variety of privacy options. 
A company such as Amazon could not find a more perfect match. Amazon is also very similar to Ripple as it has two ties to powerful entities. Partnerships, deals, years in the making. So I want you to think about Ripple deals going back all the way to 2015, uh, early, early 2017, 2018, we were getting these Ripple insiders, these XRP insiders, these people who work. Now, folks, I'm not going to mess around. I'm not going to BS with you. When I tell you guys that I'm getting good sources behind the scenes that work with these groups. Um, without saying too much, Federal Reserve, um, military, uh, it goes deep. And the sources are approaching me. We have XRP Ripple insiders from years ago. It's all confirming the same thing, that the deals have been done, that the new rollover to the new financial system doesn't take place until basically they're doing it behind the scenes now. Public unveil, lift the veil, expose it all for the world to see doesn't take place until we go through the worst of the worst, which is why she says right here, Ripple is not Ripple by chance. This was all planned. Forget Amazon for a moment, which to that point, Tie-in Bank of England, which was a partner back in 2018 with Ripple. Tie-in Bank of America. Tie-in Digital Euro Foundation. Uh, Digital Pound. Digital Dollar. Biggest banks in Egypt. Middle East partnerships. On-demand liquidity growing nine times year over year. You're finally seeing the utility unlocked. As she said, at this time, it has no use case. It's all speculation. It's the banker's coin. Everyone focus on Bitcoin. Look over here. Peasants, look over here. XRP, not for you. It was, uh, they, they kept it low for this long so that they could cut all these deals behind the scenes. It's for, uh, you know, none of us thought that we'd be waiting this long for XRP flip of the switch moment to occur. As they talk about here, it was supposed to occur uh, in 2019, 2018, 2019. Hendra Hill predicted the next bull market. Right. And we got it. We got it last year. Right. We went through a full Bitcoin full cycle here, another full political cycle. And then Trump handed it over, which is why we cover this whole thing and tie it all together, which is why it's interesting. The people from Ripple that meant that met with Trump's White House, that met with Jay Clayton, that have met with anyone that matters, including getting the 43rd Treasury of the United States to work with them. Going back years, deals with Amazon. Now we're starting to see here. And, and this is not, a, guys, it's all here now. Look at the Ripple Swell event. Cheers to everyone who has been with me on this ride, who has been in the XRP community for so long. I got into XRP 2018. By 2019, I was going all in on XRP. That's when the all in down the XRP rabbit hole, holy shit. This ties together all the conspiracy theories that I've been studying since 2012. Yeah, we talk about conspiracy theories on this channel because just like as they rolled out the Federal Reserve System back in 1913, it was a conspiracy. They met on a private island, private bankers. Rolled out the whole damn thing after they met together and created a conspiracy. It meets the perfect definition, just like what's taking place today. Huge shout to everyone in the XRP community that has been riding this out. Ripple Swell event, updated speaker list. 
it's all right here for you guys. MasterCard CDO, Jorn Lambert, Bank of America Head of GTS Emerging Payments and Innovation, Derek Walton, uh, Zhang, uh, Zhao Zhen Zhang, probably butchering that, Amazon Web Services, Global Head of Innovation and GTM. So look at all the previous speakers as we always talk about. You have Ben Bernanke, Bill Clinton, um, truly incredible. You've had everyone speaking at the Ripple Swell events this year. They meet in London after the Queen's passing. Oh, what perfect timing. Ripple Swell event here to take place November 16th and 17th, right after we're about to go through the most incredible series of events, which I'm going to be breaking down tomorrow, Shemitah Deep Dive. It's going to be incredible. All of the cycles, all of the alignment that's taking place right now, and Ripple's holding their swell conference right after all of those events, right after the back-to-back eclipses are about to take place, October, November, right after the end of a Shemitah cycle, seven-year cycle on the Hebrew calendar. In London, after the Queen's passing, after a 70-year reign, Platinum Jubilee, what an incredible moment here that we're living through. We have Amazon, Bank of America, and MasterCard. Who do you got speaking at your conference? Who do you got building on your project, partnered up with your project that you've invested in? We have been going back years on this. I'm going to give a shout out to King Solomon. Let me, let me make a quick point. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I like balance. Balance is good. King Solomon, you know, right here he says, uh, I'm sure there's tons of other speculative dots to connect at the end of this post that he shares, at the end of this document, all of the incredible deep dive research that he's done for us in the XRP community. Huge shout out to King Solomon and others that provide balance, that don't talk about 10,000 plus XRP. That's fine. They don't talk about rolling over the whole damn system. You know, I talk about it all and how I do think that a large amount of value is going to be settled on this blockchain that leads to those prices. To me, it's simple math and it's speculation, a serious amount of conspiracy theory speculation, but I'm making a, a, a bet, I'm investing accordingly, and I'm not here to give financial advice to anybody else. I just explain what I'm doing and how I think it plays out. King Solomon's doing the same thing, and I like the balance. There goes the beer. Oh boy. Huge shout out to uh, everyone in the chat. Give me one second here. Cheers to the first adult beverage being knocked over during the stream. I was waiting for this to happen. This is why I try to keep them out of my reach, but. Oh boy, somebody cut him off. Time to switch to the water, I guess. Folks, 
yes, we get hyped, we get excited, we do talk about the conspiracy speculation, and we give a huge shout to King Solomon. We have respect for everyone in this community. I'm not here to, you know, I, I'm here to give respect to these OGs. Let's get right into it right here. What I'm going to share with you guys, King Solomon, Ripple announced new on-demand liquidity partnership with Asimo today. Asimo is partnered with Barclays, ING, RBS, InterSwitch, HomeSend, HomeSend, which is MasterCard, eServe Global, and BICS. InterSwitch is Visa American Express. I'm sure there's, there's tons of other speculative dots to connect as well. Yeah, I, I, I do think that there is more speculation and dots to connect as well. Uh, remember, Visa, MasterCard, and then we have uh, MasterCard here speaking at Ripple Swell event, which, you know, all these people in the cryptocurrency space have been touting their partnerships and their adoption. But we're actually seeing these guys come take the time to come speak at Ripple Swell Conference. Um, and for me, you don't just go speak at someone's conference if you're not doing deals, if you're not having conversations behind closed doors, like we just covered in our last live stream, how Brad Growinghouse was meeting with 15 executives from JP Morgan, right? All of these parties have been meeting behind the scenes and the, the amount of speculation goes deep in the XRP community but as we always say on this channel, even if we're 50% wrong, we still change our lives. So to the others in the community like King Solomon and others, I, I respect it, I love the balance. And you know, even if we're at a $50 XRP, $100 XRP, I'm sure both of our lives have been changed, haven't they? So you know, for, for that and for that point right there, basically it's a huge shout out to all the OG researchers. It's a huge shout out to the XRP community. Our time is coming. The alignment is perfect. I'm going to be covering it tomorrow. Shemitah Cycle Deep Dive. It's going to be all of the alignment that's taking place right now. This moment in time is truly historical. We'll be looking back on it for decades to come. Your, your children, your grandchildren are going to be asking you about this time, what you were doing this time, how you survived it, how you lived through it. Wow, how did you build so much wealth during that time? And you'll be able to tell them about it. You know, that is what gets me excited, gets me hyped. You know, XRP at $20 is going to do something for us. $10 is going to do a lot for many people. And I know many people that are out at $10. And I just say, good luck. God bless, man. I, I, I hope that it works out. And I hope that you have a you know good place to put that money and that you get your use out of that. Some of you folks, you know, you're at the end of the retirement. You know, you got so much time left here. Maybe you do need to just cash out and enjoy life. That's great. So for me, everyone has a different exit strategy. Everyone has a different theory, whether you think it's a, the most uh, evil clandestine cabal group meeting behind the scenes or not. Everyone has a theory, right? And as an influencer, as these other guys, influencers, sharing this information with you guys, I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm here for, you know, what matters most, and that is sharing the strategies that the elite are using, the deals that the elite are doing, and how we can take advantage of this time as well. They're not playing around. Although they get politically correct and woke in the front here uh, when they have to appear, testify uh, in front of the Senate Banking Committee, they do a dance. They're political actors, and our time is close. But if you don't have a serious strategy right now for the next three to six months, 
it might not even matter what you have in your crypto bag. And I mean that in all seriousness. And, and, and a lot of people want to get hyped about cryptocurrency. Have we bottomed out yet? Or, you know, suggesting that we already have and that we're about to turn back up. I'm not seeing that yet. You guys know me. I'm incredibly bullish. The light at the end of the tunnel is as bright as can be. And it's a beautiful scene out there. But we have a lot to get through before we get there. Now, it's all converging right now. End of the Shemitah cycle. Rosh Hashanah is uh, uh, the 25th through the 27th. We have the next FOMC meeting, which there's talks of them raising 75 to 100 basis points, uh, which would be one full percentage point. And then what else do we got here? Queen Elizabeth passed on 9-8, so we had to add that to our calendar of key dates and events. Full moon of September 10th already took place. And uh, if you guys didn't see, I did share the video here on YouTube how I traded the full moon fake out. Uh, at one time, my Bitcoin short, I went all in on this Bitcoin short, right? And at one time it was down 60%, just held with conviction. Didn't really worry about it too much. And then it came back and I just took 10% profit. So nothing crazy, nothing degenerate. Um, trading with 5X leverage, nothing to hide, full transparency, unlike these other influencers that try to be all secretive about what trades they're doing and whatever. Um, many of them aren't even trading real money, but that's a whole different story. But yeah, I, I traded that, uh, shared that with you guys on YouTube if you guys wanna check that out and just kind of get tapped in. It's a kind of a sneak peek at what you're gonna see in the Discord. Tomorrow, I'm super excited because this Shemitah Cycle Deep Dive is gonna be one of my best. But if you wanna get access, head on over to the website, zachrichter.com, sign up for Patreon, you'll get access to the Discord. CPI data already got released. It was worse than expected. It, expectation was 8.1%. We got 8.3. Now, of course, Summary judgment uh, briefs in the XRP Ripple lawsuit 913. We got that. We will get the redacted versions on the 19th. Gary Gensler did testify uh, today, or sorry, yesterday on the 15th. The Ethereum merge did take place, didn't fix anything. Complete flop, complete piece of shit network that doesn't accomplish anything. Apologize for my language, but you know how it is. Fed meeting on the 20th and the 21st, 75 to 100 basis points is what we're expecting. I'm just going to expect 75 is my bet, my prediction. Okay, so let's watch how that unfolds. Rosh Hashanah is the 25th through the 27th. Yom Kippur is going to be the 4th through the 5th. And the Feast of Tabernacles is on October 9th, which is also going to be the full moon of October 9th. And then what gets exciting is in October, we go into the new moon solar eclipse on the 25th. And then on the 7th and 8th, we have the lunar eclipse. And then as I just shared with you, ripple swell uh, in London, 16th and 17th of November. And then, of course, we have our election, too. And then tomorrow in my deep dive with my Discord group, I'm going to go in with all these other things that are all converging right now. The summary, if you just want the quick summary, is it gets worse before it gets better. And you better be prepared. And if the exchanges are still on, if, we can, if they give us time, we are going to be buying up these assets for cheap. 40 to 50%, another 40 to 50% on these assets is what we could see easily, easily. Now, um, I do share with my group how I'm trading this thing. I don't really recommend it for most people because this market's highly manipulated. And, you know, I just kind of do a stubborn Bitcoin shorts, whatever. It's kind of fun, make money shorting Bitcoin. Kind of exciting, kind of fun. But nonetheless, uh, the important part about why we're 
so adamant on making market predictions, trying to, you know, quote unquote, be right about which way the market's going is because we want our group, our community here to have conviction when you're investing, when XRP drops down to 25 cents, when it goes sub 20, back down to the 17 cent level. Um, you know, an, another 40, 50% for XRP, right? We do go down below, about to that 20 cent level, below that down to 17 cents potentially. That gets exciting for me. Maybe that gets exciting for you too to buy the other assets that are going to be another 50 to 60% off as well. There's a different scenario that's playing out with these suppressed tier one assets versus all of these other cryptos that have already pumped, already had their moment. They weren't suppressed last bull run. There was, there was free trading on all of the exchanges and they didn't have it being artificially suppressed and held down like they did XRP. You know, which I'm not here to make excuses for XRP. When this thing goes, it's going to, none of us are ready for the XRP pump that's about to occur. I had a couple posts here that I've been seeing from other uh, people here on Twitter. And I think the general thesis understanding theory in the XRP community is that we're going to get a pump uh, basically anywhere from seven all the way to $33 for XRP after the settlement, after the SEC and Ripple settle up, once that case is done. But then the long-term expectation for XRP, once the flip of the switch moment occurs, is a three, four, and a five-digit price. And like I say, anywhere in there is life-changing generational wealth, and you better have a freaking plan what you're gonna do, what's your exit strategy going to be. And I just saw a TikTok today, which was interesting, someone saying that, Basically, everyone's going to be falling in line by selling off their XRP for the new CBDC. They're going to be basically selling off back in to this quote unquote system, right? And I get that point and I understand that point. You know, for me, the CBDCs are inevitable. We can't stop it. Nothing can stop what is coming in regards to those. And uh, I did actually hear Gary Gensler mention asset-backed securities in his testimony as well, which is interesting to me. I think that this whole new financial system is built off of utility and assets backing currencies. So if your currency isn't backed by assets that matter, your currency's going dust, it's going, it's, it's going to zero. Uh, and as we're seeing, the deals are already being done in alternative currencies to the US dollar as this completely implodes and fails. Right now, Robert Kiyosaki says gold, silver, Bitcoin. I say gold, silver, and cryptocurrencies with utility. That's my only difference. And I would agree with him on real estate. If you understand real estate, real estate's great. For speculators, for people that don't have a serious program, that don't have a serious business model for real estate, speculation isn't working right now. Investing so that you can create an Instagram or a TikTok account around whatever that investment is, was cute. It was really cute to do that. Whether you were the Airbnb guy, whether you were the flipper, whatever. And I, I, I kind of beat up on the real estate folks, which I love the real estate folks. I love real estate. It's a great asset class. It's a great uh, utility and it's a great value that you can bring to the world. If you actually update property, if you build out property and you provide that value, that's a great thing that humanity needs. But let's be real. And real estate's just one business sector that's the score is about to be settled. As I, as I say here, we're about to settle up in every single business sector, every single asset class.
every single currency. What is your, uh, what is your currency backed by? Assets that have utility, that have value. Now, for me, it's all right here. MasterCard, Bank of America, and Amazon Web Services. MasterCard is payments, Bank of America is banking, right? And then you got Amazon, obviously Web3, uh, obviously the king of Web2. And I've always said that I was waiting to see Amazon's plan for cryptocurrency because I didn't think it was going to be something cute. It wasn't going to be a little NFT project on Ethereum something to take note of. And as we saw, as I reported earlier in this live stream, we have an Ethereum whale telling you guys that he's talking to all the big whales, the Ethereum whales, they all talk to each other. One big club of weirdos, mostly. Um, but yeah, they're all selling off their Ethereum. Now that's obviously just one person's story. Take it for what it's worth. But look at the price of Ethereum post-merge. I mean, and... We, we said this whole time that Ethereum was gonna be a flop, absolutely. But right here, MasterCard, Bank of America, Web Services, speaking at London's uh, virtual Ripple's Swell Conference here. Just a few of the speakers at that conference. And what's interesting to note too is guys, you got not only, think about this, not only all of the speakers that are gonna be speaking at Swell, but all the people that are going there, you're basically meeting. The city of London is the financial capital of the world, having their own jurisdiction, their own laws, their own territory, essentially, right? The city of London, right where Ripple's going here to have this conference, so important, the timing of this. And think of Ethereum, think of anyone else that we're supposed to take serious in this space, which I would even press, like even cryptocurrencies that I like, Algorand, HBAR, Quant, all these other utility cryptos, ISO, cryptos, whatever. There's nothing that comes close to what we're seeing right now. What we're seeing here with Ripple XRP, with the financial elite, that are sitting down at the table with Brad and team. The rest of the space is going to look like a joke with, in regards to price, in regards to the market cap, bro of this space once this thing's set free. I think that it makes the rest of the space look like a joke with the partnerships, with the adoption, with the real world utility, with you know how they actually represent themselves and what they're building out and the XRP showcasing, the decentralized open source permissionless blockchain for what it is, leading the way the first decentralized exchange built into the ledger, completely flawless, completely scalable, limitless scalability versus the rest of the space completely flopping. Think of how much of the space was built on Ethereum. Everyone just hoping and praying that this Ethereum merge goes through good, right? And then, um, you know, I understand there's this whole Ethereum space, Polygon, Matic, all these other stupid cryptocurrencies that I just don't like. They don't turn me on. They don't get me excited. Okay, what was the most recent announcements? Starbucks is building on Polygon. And I don't even know what it was for. Probably some stupid NFT project. I forget what it was for. Maybe it was something legit. Maybe it was something interesting. That's not real money. That's not a big deal. Like, it really is not. Starbucks uh, partnering up, building on uh, Polygon is not a big deal. They don't do that much money. They don't do that much in terms of payments and dollar value of the issues and problems that they solve. 
yeah, I'm sure they make, you know, millions of dollars every day. Obviously, Starbucks has its deal. They're doing very well for themselves. But that's really not a Bank of America, MasterCard, Amazon Web Services. It's not Digital Euro Foundation, Digital Pound Foundation, Digital Dollar Foundation, uh, largest, largest banks, 50 central banks. And you're meeting with Starbucks? Congratulations. Um, 30,000 dApps built on Polygonmatic. None of them matter, you know? And then, I don't know, folks. It's just, I don't see as good of an opportunity as I see with XRP. Personally, I've been only buying XRP during this bear market. I actually, um, you know, reallocated my portfolio. I invested uh, differently because I, I thought that this bear market was going to last a while. I actually took a loss on my XDC, a um, couple other cryptocurrencies that I got rid of. Good utility cryptos. Took that and I've kind, of, I'm, I've kind of just used that bag for my trading bag. And I'm up 40% on that bag over the last two months, which is kind of cool. Okay, you know, I've done only about half a dozen trades. And six trades, basically one loss and up 40% on that bag which is good while you know those cryptos were just uh, continued to go down to the downside to finally catch some gains during a bear market. That's kind of cool, that's all right, right? But as far as allocating serious amounts of money, I personally have been adding dollar cost averaging into XRP exclusively, and I've mostly been trying to save cash to buy more XRP and real estate. That is just me personally with my personal investments. Now remember, I have another business. I have a landscape business that does lawn care, landscape, full service, install, design, and maintenance. The business is legit. It's been around for seven years. Um, I'm grateful to be surrounded by the employees, my business partner, the people around me. It's a really solid business. It's not going anywhere. It's recession proof. In that business, equipment and we're also taking on more clients during this time we're not firing or laying off our staff we continue to build out our staff build out our equipment build out our capabilities insulate what we got we prepared we built a foundation that could not be taken down by this recession that we can ride out this storm and as i said the situation is getting so bad in our industry lawn care landscape, you got a lot of old timers handing it over. You got a lot of people leaving Washington, my state, heading out of state. See you later. So we are getting lists just handed over to us. So whatever industry you're in, there's going to be so much opportunity for you to consolidate, merge, acquire your competition to take market share. This is one of the best times to start a business. This is one of the best times to be prepared to buy assets that matter. XRP, gold, silver, real estate. If you're building out real estate for passive income or you're building out equity, either way, whatever kind of player you are, if you got a serious program, the opportunities, the deals are going to get even better. Just like Robert Kiyosaki, he made the most amount of money during the last great financial crisis. You're gonna have that same opportunity right now. If you're a serious player, you got a serious strategy. And I deal with them all. Every person that works in the real estate industry and real estate sector, I deal with. And then I see all types. I see serious players. I see fakers. I see scammers. I see um, 
bad actors. I see it all. We, we, we write out the contracts accordingly. You know what I'm saying, folks? During this time, you got to have your, your act together. Uh, you know, and you could have a contract. You can have a deal on paper. That doesn't mean that they're going to pay. You can have an understanding. You could be staking your crypto for 10% returns. That's sick, bro. Until it's not, until they're insolvent, until they're bust. You got to know who to trust. And there's very few that you can trust in this current landscape. When it comes to investments, when it comes to business, doesn't matter the sector, doesn't matter the asset class. It, it's, it's like Robert Kiyosaki says, you got real teachers, you got fake teachers. You got people that are really doing the deals, really run the businesses, really making those investments, really, really, really shorting Bitcoin and making 40% profit. <laughs> sorry to the Bitcoin crowd. Yes, I love, I, uh, I'm sorry that I love shorting your precious Bitcoin. Um, now, in the past, I haven't done trading because it's highly manipulated and I don't recommend most people should not be trading. Most of you guys should not participate in this gambling, degenerate activity. But nonetheless, the important part of watching this market is being able to understand when XRP goes to 20%, 20 cents, we will be sitting there, hands out, you know, with, with our money, take my money, give me assets that matter. XRP, gold, silver, real estate, 40, 50% cheaper, depending on your market. Think about that. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.